Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Miami going to our left, wearing green. Bounces at the Wong. Wong drifts to his right side. Wong steps back. Wants three. Got it! Isaiah Wong with a three-pointer. And he moves into fifth place on the University of Miami's all-time scoring list. 1,718 points for Isaiah Wong. They'll be hanging his jersey one day at the Wasco Center. And a very pleasant good evening, everybody. Welcome to the show. We'll be with you talking University of Miami sports, talking hurricane basketball, another big win for the University of Miami on Tuesday night on the road, another road victory, 76-70 over the uh, Hokies of Virginia Tech. And uh, welcome to the show. And as always, time now for the Jim Laranega Show. Coach Yellow is with us. Coach, good evening. How are you? Looking forward to talking to you. Yeah, a lot of good things to talk about. Um, before we dive into the to the to the win over Wake and uh, wins over Wake and Virginia Tech, uh, we start the show with with Zay moving into fifth place all time at UM. Maybe uh, just touch on his remarkable career with still much more to go. Yeah, I heard your call uh, just a moment ago on his step back jumper, the three. That was an incredible move and shot. But he's been doing that throughout his four years at Miami. He came in at uh, about 6'2", 160 pounds, uh, skinny, a a young man who had a lot of athletic ability uh, and loved basketball. And he has just worked so hard every single day, Joe. I can tell you he never takes a day off. He works from the start of practice till it's over. He works in every game. He deserves all the recognition he's getting. He was preseason ACC first team all conference. And I believe he'll finish this season as a first team all conference. He certainly deserves it. Uh, he's one of the, he has turned out to be one of the great shot makers, not only in the ACC, but in all of college basketball. Yeah. He, he has the uncanny ability to contort his body and <laughs> bank in shots from 10 feet out or, hit a pull-up jumper or a three, get fouled and make some free throws. He's outstanding on the fast break. And the thing I'm most proud of is this year he's really learned to share the ball and get other players involved and help his teammates get better. His assist-to-turnover ratio is is dramatically improved. And I think he's just going to keep getting better and better. And I still think his basketball, uh, his best basketball is yet to come. I think we're going to see it in the month of March. Yeah, yeah. Well, before we get into uh, Virginia Tech and Wake, what what have been the what have the last couple of days been like for you and the staff? We got back about uh, maybe two a.m. 
to Wednesday morning, Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. What have the last couple of days been like? Well, after a trip like that, the guys are exhausted. So Wednesday was a day off and, and the guys deserve that rest. Today was our first day of preparation for our big game Saturday at four o'clock against the Florida State Seminoles. They're our arch rival. We've got to get ready for them. And so today uh, we met with the team. We had a very good team meeting. We didn't actually practice. The guys who wanted to shoot, it was optional. But we went over in great detail how we want to prepare for Florida State. Okay, uh, you come off the game. We'll start with Virginia Tech, maybe work backwards. Great win on the road. Castle Coliseum can be a pit of vipers. They get out to a 17-9 lead. You call a timeout. Next thing I know, your team is in front. I just thought uh, this was a game of execution, energy, uh, stubbornness, and that every time Virginia Tech tried to, maybe steadfast would be the better word, uh, your guys just were steadfast and resilient on Tuesday night. Well, Joe, we got off to that bad start. We're down 17 to 9, and I'm greatly concerned. Uh, we, we did not have a good practice on Monday. It was actually the first practice that after the practice was over, I told the guys this is the, the worst practice we've had in almost two months. The energy was very low, and that if we played the game like this against Virginia Tech, we were going to get blown out. The game started out down 17 to 9, and it did look like the practice the day before. We just were not sharp. But the guys quickly turned it around after the timeout. We went, I think, on a 14 to 2 run, got back in front of them. And, and I don't think they ever moved back in front, Joe. We led the entire second half. Yeah, no, they, you took the lead at the, la, at the tail end of the first half and uh, just gave them the stiff arm the rest of the way. Well, you know, Virginia Tech and their coach, Mike Young, he does an absolutely incredible job uh, with their offense. They are one of the more difficult teams for our players to prepare for because the way we describe it is they do multiple actions on every offensive possession. So if they're running a play and you defend it well, they just go immediately to the next play. And then if that you shut that down, they go to the third play, the third option. And so you're really not just guarding their plays, you're guarding multiple plays every single possession. So our preparation, although on Monday was not ideal, on Tuesday at the shoot-around when we reviewed it, the guys did an excellent job of, of demonstrating that they'd be ready for the game that night. And Mike Young and, and his players are outstanding shooters. Uh, a, a guy like Grant Vasili, a transfer from Wright State, he was averaging 24 points a game over the last five or six games, and we held him to 13. Uh, Justin Mutz, who was averaging 16 a game, uh, for the last five games, we held him to nine. So their two leading scorers during the last during their last run uh, was was averaging 24 and 16, 40 points. And we held our Norshad O'Meara and uh, Jordan Miller held them to 22, and that was probably the biggest difference in the game. 
Yeah, Vasily had uh, double figures in 11 straight. Mutz had double figures in 7 straight. And one of my favorite plays of the game, Coach, was put together by Jordan Miller and, and Norchad. And I don't think it resulted in points, but it was one hell of a play. Uh, Jordan kind of got a deflection. I think he was guarding Basile, uh Stole the ball, took the ball out of midair. And then, of course, he's left-handed. Uh, makes a left-handed baseball pass the length of the floor to Norchad O'Meara, who's running the floor on the other end. So you're, you're almost power forward or small forward or guard. He's throwing the ball to your to your center after defending their center. It was an incredible play. And then Norshad didn't make the layup because he got fouled. Right and, right. and he went to the foul line and made two free throws. You know, one of the things about our team, and Joe, you've heard me say this throughout the season, last year we played small ball. This year we're playing smaller ball. <laughs> and by that, I mean, you know, we're just not very tall. Norshad is 6'7". Uh, Jordan Miller is a little bit shorter than that, maybe 6'6". And then you got Wilga Papla, 6'4", and Isaiah Wong, 6'3", and, and Nigel Pack, barely six feet, if that. And so the teams we play against, like Grant Vasily is 6'9", 235, and Justin Mutz is 6'7", 225, 230. They're just bigger. And, and the teams we played, like Wake Forest earlier, they, they have like three seven-footers. So what, what we have found, though, and this leads to the play that Jordan Miller and Norshad made, is they're not limited to just you know playing half-court basketball. They're really good in transition of running and handling the ball. Jordan Miller leads us in assists. He led us in assists against Virginia Tech and Wake Forest. He's an outstanding ball handler and decision-maker, and uh, Norshad O'Meara is such a great athlete. He can run the floor. He can finish with dunks, very, very powerful dunks around the rim. And, and he then uses his size and strength to battle them uh, at our defensive end. So those two guys, they're all-conference players. There's no doubt in my mind. And uh, I don't know who's going to be voting for them because we've got Really, four guys who are going to get serious consideration. Uh, Nigel Pack, uh, Isaiah Wong, Jordan Miller, and, and Norshad O'Meara. So those four guys are, are, have had great seasons, but we're still not done. We've got a huge game Saturday at 4 o'clock against Florida State. Right. Um, in this game against Virginia Tech, and plus, uh, we've said this before, uh, you're, you, gave your, you gave your team a code word this year, attack. And you attacked the other night, 38 points in the paint. Well, that's the thing about our team. Even though we're small, we're very good at getting to the basket. You know, you look at, and we talked about Isaiah Wong. He's a great penetrator and finisher. Jordan Miller, same way. Norshad around the rim. And then we have some excellent three-point shooting in Nigel Pack. Bensley Joseph, who had a great game on Tuesday, scoring 10 points making four uh, consecutive free throws in the last minute to seal the victory. Uh, he's an excellent three-point shooter. Uh, Woga Poplar can shoot the three. So we, we've got a very good balance of guys who can score in the paint and guys who can stretch the defense by making three-pointers. Well, I do have to ask you because, um, you know, with the results of the last couple of days, the standings have you now sitting in first place. Well, you know, 
I, I take everything one game at a time. I'm obviously very aware of the standings, and I am throughout the season. But right now, our whole focus is on Saturday's game. We can't get distracted by things that we have no control over. The things we do have control over, we got to fo- focus on, and that is play our best basketball on Saturday. And when that game is over, we only have one more regular season game. It's at home against Pitt. And right now we're basically tied with Virginia and Pitt. So uh, these next two games are huge. Yeah. you um, Coming down the finish line, just so for our fans, keeping score at home, you own the tiebreaker over Virginia. And Pitt, you get them in the last game of the year. And it could be a very, uh, very significant game. But that's uh, still two weeks away. You're one game in hand. So uh, you kind of get a little bit of a breather next week after Florida State with the pit game coming up on, on Saturday. You mentioned um, Bensley Joseph, who's always got a great smile, uh, but 10 points, nailed a couple of big three-pointers. In fact, one of them, his first three, was the one that gave you the lead. Yeah, he had a great game at both ends of the court. He's always been a terrific defensive player from the first time he stepped out on the court as a freshman here. But now he's a sophomore, he's got a lot of experience, and he contributes in a lot of different ways. He's got some very good leadership qualities. He's very, very vocal in practice. He's very, very comfortable with the ball in his hands. He can play the one and back up Nigel Pack or play the two and back up Isaiah Wong. And, and uh, he he's, can guard so many different kinds of players. But the best thing he does is put pressure on the other team's point guard and disrupt their offense. I think he's got to get some uh, consideration for sixth man of the year too, right? Yeah, I, I Joe, I, I don't really look at those things. Uh, I, I think there are some guys in the league that uh, are probably scoring more points than Bensley, and I think that's how everybody judges. Mm-hmm. You know, who do you have coming in off your bench that is averaging double figures, something like that? Bensley wouldn't fall into that category, but he certainly – should be in consideration as one of the better six men. Um, a couple of your players have really significant numbers. Norchad O'Meara, uh, I think it's important for the fan base to know, there are only two players averaging 14 points, nine and a half rebounds, and shooting 59%. Only two other players in the country. Zach Eady at Penn State, or rather at Purdue, who's seven foot four, and Enrique Freeman at Akron. So the only players who did it last year uh, were Norchad and then uh, Kofi Cockburn, who we saw at Illinois, and Chet Holgram at Gonzaga. So that's pretty rare company uh, for Norchad. Yeah, he leads, leads the league in field goal percentage. He's top three in rebounding. He is the greatest teammate uh, that you could ever want. <laughs> The guys on the team just love being around him, his personality, his smile, his energy. So his statistics are certainly a big part of the story, but it's not the whole story. He's got so many intangible qualities that make him a very special young man. And what was nice for him is when we played Wake Forest uh, last Saturday, his mom flew in from Nicaragua. Oh, how about that? So he had family here. Well, and then you have Jordan Miller, 
who's averaging 14.5 points, 5.5 rebounds, 2.5 assists, and 1 steal a game. There are only two other players in the country doing that at the Power 6 level. Um, Kobe Brown in Missouri, Drew, P- Drew Peterson at USC, who we saw. But I think this is important for people in the ACC. Over the last three seasons, only six ACC players have ended the season with those marks. One of them was the number one pick in the draft last year, uh, Paulo Bancaro. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jordan impressed me last year as a starter, a guy who helped us get to the Elite Eight. But when I saw him this summer and how confident he was playing, I just said, we just got to give this guy the ball a lot. And, and I talked to him. I said, we're going to expand your role, going to give you the ball, give you a lot of opportunities to score or dish. And uh, his assist numbers are up, his field goal percentage up. He, everything he does, he does well. And things he, he doesn't do well, I, I never see it. So you really don't know what he doesn't do well because he, he, he doesn't show any limitations. Offensive rebound, he's a great offensive rebounder. Layup maker, he's a great layup maker. Free throw shooter, three-point shooter, defensive player, guard a guard, yeah. Guard a big, yeah. Guard a seven-footer, yeah. He does so many things in basketball. It's really hard to teach them all to one player. They can't learn them all, and yet he has – He's expanded his game. He's he's uh, so consistent in everything he does. And with him and Norshad statistically being, you know, two of the just best at what they do in the country, that's why I say they're all conference caliber players. Nigel Pack, Isaiah Wong. We got four of the, the top guys. That's why we're sitting in first place right now. We're tied for first. Uh, by the way, he did. He, he he usually makes all of his free throws. The other night he did not. I didn't even know this uh, until the next day. I guess I'm zoned in on the game. But everybody got bacon at Virginia Tech because of a missed free throw. But he made the Today Show. He was on the Today Show. What? Yeah, his highlight was his free throw. On? Yeah, Wednesday morning, Jordan's free throw. His missed free throw was on the Today Show. I guess, really, it was on the Today Show because the people were going crazy about getting bacon. But, hey, he made well, the Today Show. Joe, have what? you ever heard a louder arena <laughs> than, than Castle Coliseum when Jordan was at the foul line? Oh, my God, it was ear-splitting. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, Joe. <clears throat> my wife said she was getting a headache. She was sitting behind our bench, and those students were up and rocking and bouncing. The ball probably missed because the backboard and rim were shaking. It was unbelievable. Everybody thinks Cameron Indoor Stadium is the toughest place to play, but my vote is Castle Coliseum. The games we've had there, the incredible endings we've had there, and, and the crowd, enthusiasm, and electricity in that facility – You really have to be in the facility to appreciate it. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. Do you have a favorite stop on the ACC, or are they like your kids? They're all the same. My favorite arena is always the one we we win in. I don't care where it is. I just want to win the game. (laughs) Well, you're winning in all of them right now, Coach, (laughs) especially on the road. Uh, I have to, uh, Alex Schwartz well, was telling me the road record. The last two years, your road records are ridiculous. 
Well, I, I think if you look at the, the road records the, the last two seasons, I think we have the most wins. Where yeah. There's only two teams in the league. Two? Yeah, I think it's just two. It might be three. I, 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 well, I think it's the top three teams. Uh, Miami, Pittsburgh has a very good road record, and Virginia. But I'm not sure about Virginia's now. So they still have several games to play. So I don't know if those guys, games are on the road. I think you're like 20 and 7 on the road in the last two years. Is that right? Yeah, well, something like that. Uh, the the league is very, very good. Uh, obviously, it doesn't get the um, national recognition that it deserves, which is incredible because yeah. the ACC has been the best basketball league in the country for, you know, 50, 60, 70 years. Now, we've won more national championships had more teams get to the Final Four, and they're always promoting these other leagues. Now, I will say this. Kansas in the Big 12 is outstanding. Having another great year, Bill Self has his team playing at the highest level. Um, uh, Matt Painter at Purdue, again, his team is, is playing incredible basketball. Mick Cronin, he told, told the media that he's the best team in the country. He deserves a number one bid at UCLA. But I, I look at it, if you look at Miami's road record, we're seven and four, Virginia's six and four, Pittsburgh's actually seven and three. They've got the best record uh, on the road. So, but winning on the road is the most difficult thing. When you consider only three teams in our league have a winning record, that means 12 teams have a losing record. Yeah. <clears throat> Your guys really that they real I think they embrace that challenge of being on the road. I think they I think they really like it. Well, I think you know, one of the things we try to do, Joe, is whether we're home or away, do a great job of preparing for the opponent. And I, I tell the players, it doesn't matter where we play them. The baskets are the same, they're ten feet. The court is ninety four feet by fifty. And and there's gonna be a good crowd home or away. Uh, I told them the other day if they wanted to silence the crowd, there was two ways to do it. Do you know the two? Uh, put the ball in the basket and don't let That's them score. One. Yeah, don't, don't let, let them score. score. <laughs> That's the two best ways I know. It, it's not like I've seen some players do where they put their index finger over their lips like, Shh, don't make any noise now, I just scored. That is not working. The right. crowd reacts to that. But – but what does work is you put the ball in the basket, you hit a three or get a layup, a dunk, the crowd is quieted. And then if the other team is trying to score and you stop them, you get a rebound, you force a turnover, the crowd gets quiet again. So uh, we quieted the crowd for the most part, but that free throw that uh, Jordan missed, as soon as this radio show is over, Hurricane Hotline, I'm going on TV and seeing if I can pick up a copy of the Today Show, go back in the archives and see if I can see that, because that would be yeah. hysterical. Yeah, <laughs> they came out of their commercial, and there he is, Jordan Miller, on the Today Show, standing on the free throw line. <laughs> wow. I never heard of that before. Yeah. ESPN, yep. yeah. ESPN, one of the top ten plays of the day, sure, but you know, the Today yep. Show? Yeah, today's show. There you go. Hey, it's publicity. They got our name right. 
Um, all right, we'll take a quick break. We're going to come back and uh, talk about Wake Forest and Florida State. Florida State, the next opponent, rival game. So we're going to talk about that. We want to fill up the Wasco Center for that one, 4 o'clock on Saturday. I know who's going to be at that game for sure. He was there the other day, had his hurricane shirt on, sitting right next to his lovely wife, Carol. Ed Williamson will be there. You can go by and see Ed. Uh, and get the most out of the South Florida lifestyle in a new Buick from Williamson Buick GMC. Now, the only time you might not be at the dealership is Saturday between 4 and 6. Other than that, I'm sure he'll be there, and we'll, you can take a look at all the great Buicks that are arriving every single day at Williamson, like the new Buick Encore, a five-person SUV with the style, the performance, and technology that's perfectly sized to handle whatever life throws at you. Matter of fact, you could probably go to Williamson Buick GMC on Saturday morning, get yourself a new Buick Encore, and drive it to the Wasco Center and be there before tip-off. Or the new Buick Enclave with an exciting new look that brings together the ideas of a family vehicle and luxury. They get your new Buick. Visit Williamson's beautiful facility, easy to find on US 1 and 104th Street, just south of the Palmetto, or online at WilliamsonAutomotiveGroup.com. Get the most out of the South Florida lifestyle and experience the new Buick from your premier Buick dealership, Williamson Buick GMC. Williamson is Miami. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, welcome back to the show. Miami and Florida State on Saturday. Tip-off at 3.30 i would rather tip off at 4 o'clock. We will be on the air at 3.30 on our sister station, FM 104.3, The Shark. So, Saturday afternoon on The Shark, on the FM dial with University of Miami head coach Jim Laranega. Last Saturday, coach, was a wild and entertaining 96-87 win over Wake Forest. And one of the key parts of your strategy in that one was forcing Tyree Appleby into uh, some uncomfortable situations. He turned the ball over a dozen times in that game. Yeah, Tyree Appleby is the leading scorer and leader in assists in the ACC this year, Joe. He's having a fabulous year. He might even, I'm sure he's going to get some votes for player of the year. Uh, And our goal was to try to take the ball out of his hands, meaning every time he used the ball screen, we were going to trap him and make him a passer. Well, the defense, the pressure on him was so good, uh, he, he, he had nine assists, which is outstanding, but he also had 12 turnovers, which is a record for any player in the country this year. And that's what led to the victory. The forced turnovers and getting out into the open court and scoring in transition. 
you had you had thirty four points off of their turnovers. They they turned it over nineteen times. You scored thirty four points. Yeah, that's you know, quite frankly, Joe, that's what we want. Yeah, we we want to create offense from our defense. I think you know we call it the blitz. It's really a football term, but we blitz the ball screen, and just like in football, where where when when the defense calls for the blitz, they go after the quarterback. Well, in basketball, the quarterback is the point guard. He's got the ball in his hands the whole time. And in Wake Forest's case, they're one of the best offensive teams in the country. And that's why, you know, we win 96-87, but we gave up 87 points. Yeah. You normally you give up 87 points, you lose by 20. But using that football analogy for a moment, uh, a lot of times in football, if one team blitzes and the offense doesn't handle it very well, then – that particular team just keeps the blitz going. Uh, is that your thinking as well? Of course. Now, you know, this begins my scramble defense. Uh, I call it my scramble, but, you know, I stole it from my high school coach. Um, <laughs> when we were in high school, I, I was playing high school basketball at Archbishop Malloy High School in Queens, New York. And the coach, Jack Curran, who's a legend in New York City and, and should really be in the Basketball Hall of Fame, um, he would tell the team, listen, our, our best offense is our defense. We're going to pressure people into mistakes, make them feel uncomfortable. We're going to challenge every dribble, every pass, every shot. We're going to trap the ball handlers, make them passers. We're going to front the big guys, not let them catch it and use their size against us because we were fairly small. So my staff and I have adopted that philosophy, and throughout my career, we've implemented it at times. Some teams are just not not uh, qualified to, to handle that. Our championship team with Shane Larkin, we could only scramble with a certain lineup in the game. We couldn't scramble when Reggie Johnson was in, who was 6'10", 300 pounds, because he couldn't rotate. He couldn't pressure the dribbler like a Norshad O'Meara or last year like a Sam Wardenberg. So this, this year's team has been asked to scramble a fair amount, and depending on the opponent, like we're playing Florida State, they've got a 6'6 point guard, Jalen Worley. And... Nigel Pack is, you know, probably barely six feet. So we need to do something to counteract his size advantage. And uh, hopefully we can keep a lot of pressure on him and force mistakes like we did against Tyree Appleby. And like we did against, against uh, Virginia Tech. Maybe not as many, but it's still very, very productive when we force the turnover. Florida State does turn the ball over uh, more than 12 times a game. Every now and then, uh, at the conversations we have, I use some of it for radio material. So I hope you don't mind me to use some of our conversation we had the other day as material. And that is, you have the ability, or you at the University of Miami have been able to coach with with whatever you have. You've You've coached tall teams, fast teams, short teams, injured teams, healthy teams. You, you've you been able to adapt at the University of Miami to take whatever you have and work with it and not really dwell on what you don't have. 
Well, you, you know that's true because throughout the course of my career, we've had so many different uh, players who play differently in style. Some guys are great three-point shooters. Some guys are good driving to the basket. Like Jaquan Newton, who played for us, was a tremendous high school player out of Philadelphia, and he came to Miami, and I kept telling him, you need to be able to shoot the three, and he said, no, I like driving. And he was great at driving the ball to the basket. So we had to create offensive opportunities to allow him to do what he did well. And on the other hand, I, you look at Shane Larkin, he was not highly recruited. He, he did not have an ACC offer. He, he, uh, we recruited him for George Mason first, and then he went to DePaul and transferred in. Never played a game at DePaul. But when Shane came, he knew we were going to set him a million ball screens. And Shane Larkin, if he played someplace where they ran the flex or motion offense or, you know, were big man oriented, uh, he would not have been nearly as good a player. But because of the ball screens we set for him, he was first team all ACC, ACC player of the year, second team all American and a first round draft choice. So a lot of, of my coaching career, I've had to adapt to the personnel because we were not able to just uh, fit, fit uh, round pegs into round holes. Mm -hmm. We'd have round pegs and square pegs and (laughs) rectangle pegs and triangle pegs. And we needed to figure out a way to make that work together. And sure enough, this year has been beautiful because these guys have really learned to play well together. Well, it's funny you said triangle because Wake Forest tried the triangle and two peg in the second half last week. Yeah, how about that? We haven't <laughs> seen that. I, I don't remember when. I think Josh Pastner at Georgia Tech tried that a few times. But but uh, Steve Forbes, great coach at, at Wake Forest. Uh, he's got a tremendous offensive team. He was trying some things defensively to slow us down. And my, my staff said to me, hey, coach, you know what defense they're in? I said, yeah, triangle and two. They said, yeah, what are we going to do? I said, we're not telling the players anything. They probably don't know it. They'll just still score. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And sure enough, I I didn't have to tell them anything. They just kept playing basketball. (laughs) Yeah, Your guys have been great all year. Um, For our audience, they are uh, a fun group of guys, respectful group of guys. Uh, to be around, and uh, very dedicated. Uh, I think they're goal-oriented and motivated, and you help them with goals and, and motivation. Well, we talked about that the other day at Virginia Tech, about really what what have been our goals throughout the season. And you have two two different categories of individual goals where guys individually want want to succeed, and then you have team goals. And the team goals have to supersede individual goals. And then the team goals have to have three different categories. You have to have long-term goals. You have to have intermediate goals. And then you have to have short-term goals. So the short-term goals are are really what are we going to do early in the season to position ourselves to have a great year. The intermediate goals are really, okay, what are we going to do in the ACC regular season and then the long-term goals are what can we accomplish in the postseason, in the ACC tournament, and hopefully the NCAA tournament. And that's the way we look at it. We discuss it with our players. 
our our players are very bright young men, good students, work hard in the classroom. Uh, they all graduate, and so discussing those things with them, you know, they want to have a, a bright future beyond college, and um, for many of them, that means playing professional basketball. So they're trying to learn as much as they possibly can for us to have, again, uh, some terrific short-range goals that we can accomplish, intermediate goals, long-range goals, and then prepare them for the future once they've graduated. Uh, Florida State, we've talked about them coming in. Uh, Cleveland, their leading scorer has been injured. I don't know what his status is, but Baba Miller, a really good freshman, has gone into their starting lineup. Uh, Corn's in the starting lineup. Uh, What are some of the things that you have to do uh, to come out of that game successfully? Well, it's very interesting for our our fans who really follow us closely. I doubt any, any one of them would know this. But in at least four times this season, and Florida State will be the fourth time, that the opponent had the week off leading up to right. our game. Yep. So when you have that week to prepare, that, that can really help solidify the game plan and, and what the coaches want to do and the players understanding it and being able to execute it. I don't know why that worked out this way, but it, it certainly did. So Florida State will be well-rested. They'll be very hungry. They will remember how we outplayed them at their place a month ago. But Florida State will be well-rested and ready to rock and roll 4 o'clock on Saturday. Yeah, and uh, the guy that you really did a good number on the first game uh, was Green, uh, Darren uh, Green Jr., uh, whopping three-point shooter, 38%. He's taken 216 three-point attempts this year. Yeah, and the reason I mentioned the week off, because you asked about or mentioned Matt Cleveland, I think with that week off, he'll probably be ready to go and be in the start lineup. And with Matt Cleveland at the four, who's a very versatile four-man, very much in the lines of a uh, Jordan Miller. He can do almost everything in the game. And then at the, the wing, one of, uh, I'll say the small forward for them, uh, Darren Green Jr. is an outstanding shooter. And last time we played him, Wooga Poplar did a great job on him, and we hope that he'll be able to do that again. And then Caleb Mills at the two, that'll be Isaiah Wongs, uh, Jalen Worley, uh, that'll be Nigel Pax. And then whoever they start at the five, uh, whether it's Corin or Miller or uh, McLeod, That'll be Norshad's, and we'll have to have a great team effort. Well, we're coming down the home stretch. I'll let you go here in a minute or two. Uh, a double buy is within striking distance, so we just talked about goals, but a, a double buy, wherever you end up finishing one through four, that double buy is always helpful at the ACC tournament. Yeah, and we got that last year, and I thought that really helped us. Um, we were able to knock off Boston College, uh, on that Thursday, and Boston College had upset Wake Forest on Wednesday. So Boston College, who had the huge win last night over Virginia, is playing its best basketball right now. They're going to be a tough out for anybody because they're playing great team defense, very physical defense. Quinton Post is having a sensational season he was injured early and I think that's one of the reasons they got off to a slow start but now they're playing very very well at both ends of the court they knock off Virginia by 
double figure points. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, in the ACC tournament, if you can get a buy uh, or a double buy, uh, you're better off because that moves you into the quarterfinals on Thursday. This is the time of the year. I'll wrap it up with this. This is the time of the year where a lot of information is out there. Everybody's talking about teams and resumes and this and that. Uh, your team's going to be in the middle of all that. And I do think that sometimes fans think the players uh, pay attention to all of it, but they probably pay attention to a little little bit of it. How do you make sure that they're just informed, that you just, they have the right information so that they just know where they are? Yeah, and I, I think that's a good point, Joe. Uh, you don't want uh, an overload of information that, has kids distracted, actually. Yeah. So the, the goal is really to take each game one game at a time and to prepare for that opponent as well as you possibly can. Not overloading the players with too much information. If we overloaded the players, and we easily could have done that against Virginia Tech, because Mike, Mike Young, their coach, he has so many incredible uh, actions, so many plays, and then – they got multiple actions in each each possession. So if you give the players too much information, it's actually going to slow them down because they'll think, okay, which action is this? What are we doing against that? We just have the basic fundamentals of defense. This is how we're going to guard things. This is going to how, how we guard the ball screen. This is how we're guarding the down screen. This is hard we're guarding the post. All of those things become very routine for our guys. So they don't have to think too much. They just have to execute. All right, uh, Florida State Saturday. You've won seven in a row. I think it's worthy of a sellout crowd. So we got to get a big crowd there. Oh, I sure hope so, Joe. I am expecting it. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll let you uh, take the rest of the evening off and uh, watch some basketball. Thank you for joining us. I'll see you Saturday at the Watsco Center for Miami and Florida State. All right, Joe, and go Canes. All right, that's uh, University of Miami head coach Jim Laranega. Hurricanes on a seven-game winning streak right now in first place in the ACC, 22-5 overall, 15-0 at home, 14-4 inside the conference, hold the tiebreaker over Virginia, and a win over Florida State could set up a massive game against Pittsburgh a week from Saturday. But first things first, got to take care of the Seminoles on Saturday. We'll continue with the show right after this. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 